thank you for tuning in. This is the DDFW After Show with your host with the most, Mike Saragossa. We got Mr. Mar- uh, Gary Garvey Martin. <laughs> I messed it's, that name it's up. Darkos Marcos. <laughs> Don't mess that up. We got Mr. Alex Stein right here in uh, the ones and twos. By, I mean, by the ones and twos with uh, Mr. Busco Jones. And we got a very special person. He's special because uh, he's on the phone. That's the only thing that makes him special. Is <laughs> Marvin Morell. That's the- Marvin. <laughs> All right, Mr. Alex Stein, we got in the building, man. Uh, he's been on reality shows such as The Glass House, The Worst Cook in America, and Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, he looks like he belonged on all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, thank you for coming in and sitting down, Mr. Smoothlight. Yeah, well, you know, Mike, thank you for having me on. You know, they call me Primetime 99 Alex Stein. So you guys did your research, but not enough. So I'm actually I'm actually mad. I can already tell you that we're hmm. starting off on the wrong foot. But I'm going to give you a break, Mike, because, Thanks, Mike, you got that good vibe. See, I'm all about vibrational energy. Yeah. So listen, mm. what I'm saying is we are humans are energetic beings. Yep. And certain people have low vibrational fields and certain people have high vibrational fields. And so basically what that is, that low vibrational field is caused by like stress or fight or flight. Wait, mm. What vibrational field is the Hitachi magic wand? Well, I'll tell you real quick. I want to say Mark's high, high vibrational because you can tell he's not a guy that, you know, stresses out about the small stuff. He's laid back. He's got good energy. So, Mike, I really enjoy it. Thank but, you. Marcus, you know, your energy levels, uh, we might need to adjust your energy levels, Marcus, <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. Uh, yours, I don't know if you have that. Same. I mean, they're not bad. <laughs> But you might be middle vibrational <laughs> level. We might need to pump you up a little bit to that high vibrational level. <laughs> he um, get to wear his hat, so. I dwell in purgatory, man. That's where I like to keep it at. You know what I'm saying? Right but, dude, now. we don't want you in purgatory, dog. We want you here on earth. We don't want you up underneath the ground. <laughs> come on. Like when you're dead, right? Yeah, yeah, come on. We don't want you Your in purgatory. No, nah, but they got better drugs than purgatory. They have no yeah, pussy in purgatory. I know that. I've been to purgatory. They got no pussy there, Marcus. So, you yeah, know. that right. Do you, do you hear any, any vibrations from Marvin Morell? Marvin, let me talk to you a little bit. I think just from his picture, I'm saying just from Marvin's picture without knowing anything about him, he's a high vibrational guy. You can just tell by his body language. He's very powerful, Marvin. We're seeing you in a picture and you have a a sport coat on. You have a pocket square, a pink pocket square. That's nice. To go with your white button-down shirt with no tie. So I know you're sophisticated, but you got that laid-back vibes. And that's what we're all about. Straight back, chest out. So that's high vibrational, Marvin. Okay, so so tell me, which picture did they use? I sent her four. So we I just described it. Well, I just described it. Yeah, you're in, a, <laughs> like, you're in a sport coat, like a smoking jacket. You look like Hugh Hefner a little bit, and you have your nostrils are kind of, you know, you're just, you look your angle. I'm saying your nose is kind of like, you know, you look like uh, asymmetrical a little bit, like you're yeah. a little bit asymmetrical. Well, well, is it is it the one where it kind of looks like a headshot or the one yeah, where I look yeah. like Alfred? I don't know, Al Pacino. Alfred Hitchcock, maybe, but not Al Pacino. You look kind of like a professional wrestler. uh, What is it? Uh, You know who you look like is uh, the big boss man. Not the big boss man. uh, What are you saying? I'm just saying you look right there like a wrestling manager. Like you would come out here and kick ass in that outfit. You would would be my wrestling manager. Yeah. Most most excellent. We we can go with that. I, I can live with that. That's awesome. I mean, see, you're gonna have to. You're like Jim Cornette, kind of. You remember Jim Cornette? I don't know. You look good. You look good, Marvin. You got yeah. good energy. Well, oh yeah. Well, 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 thank you. It's uh, it's 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 all in my diet, man. I mean, it you looks know, like you're I, mad at the cameraman. What is, what kind of diet are we eating? What are we eating in this diet, uh, Marvin? Well, uh, I well I don't do uh, 
I don't do coffee. Uh, I know a lot of people do, but uh, I find that six bowls of cocoa pebbles every morning pretty much keep me going for the whole. That day. sounds like diabetes. I Is think. that true though? The cocoa pebbles. I mean, I love cereal. Is that the of all the cereals? I'm serious, uh, uh, Marvin. Of all the cereals in the aisle, there's probably 200 different ones. And that uh-huh. is, it, and when you're buying your cereal and you're picking in the morning, you're picking the cocoa pebbles. Uh, he looks well, like know. he's like a bland kind of guy, like nothing with yeah, flavor. that's no saying. sugar, no just, flavor. I'm just surprised that that seems very rudimentary. Cheerios, yeah. good for the wheat, heart. That's wheat with it. milk. This, not even milk. It's almond milk. Come on, I mean, get you it right. seem like it, from your picture, you'd have Kashi cereal. You'd have some sort of nice cereal. So you're telling me they're eating a good diet, and then you say you're eating cocoa pebs. Come on, dog. But then, when, like when no one's around, you're listening to Dr. Dre. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you caught me. But Marvin, anybody that eats that material is smoking some good weed. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that the case, Marvin? Or are we? Is well, this, no, is this, no, no. This is parental advisory. No, you just well, say fuck listen. on you. Yeah, not not uh, you know not my cup of tea. But uh, you know, see, most people, you know, they talk about smoking pot and everything. Uh, I don't care pot. if you do or you don't. Well, He's they like, have marijuana tea. People, they have marijuana infused tea. Yeah. You don't have to smoke it. Yeah. I think if you say yeah. pot, you're a cop automatically, like. But okay. go ahead, Marvin. Well, Let, Leslie, well, I want to hear your point. Sorry, I apologize for cutting you. No, no worries. Uh, here's the thing. Here's, here's the true definition of if you've ever smoked pot. Because you're going to be smoking weed and smoking pot. If you've never been in the trailer house at 1 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday in a friend of a friend's house, that you're not exactly sure if he's going to kill you or steal something from you while listening to Creedence Fairwater Revival Susie Q, <laughs> you're not <my laughs> That's what I'm talking about pot. right there. I smoked yeah, pot. Yeah, but everybody's all the time. done it. I've smoked pot, dude. Me. I've smoked pot under a bridge. I mean, dude, there's no place I haven't smoked, dude. I've done. Come on, okay. I, who hasn't been in a okay. meth head or crack under, house? Under One night in Dallas. I'm saying there, there used to be a bar with Green Elephant. Used to sell cocaine there here in Dallas, dude. <laughs> one green night elephant. at Green Elephant. You used to last night. You're and uh, you you start in Green Elephant and in basically a higher street in University Park, and then you end up in Mesquite in a crack house. No, that <laughs> happens like to to, to prom chicks. I mean, that's not that big. You a look deal. like Tony Romo's stunt double right now. That's you know it's funny you say that. I just worked on a commercial. Listen to this. I just I just booked a commercial, and I'm not even in the commercial. As Tony Romo stand in yeah. because he had coronavirus. He couldn't he, he couldn't film it. And uh, because he never got well or something, the commercial didn't even air. So, like, it went from me potentially because, like I said, since I was a stand-in, I was actually communicating with the actors, but they weren't using my images. So I was actually getting paid like an actor, but the commercial didn't air because he didn't finish shooting it. So I fucking double pissed at Tony Romo. Tony Romo, he you're not a, me. Dude, you're and, not a Manning. And I'm his exact height. It's funny you say that sitting down. Him and I are exact same height, six, three and a half. You got the same face, like round like face. Like, like fat yeah. face, kind of smile. Yeah. Like, dude, it's weird. It is weird. People are like, <laughs> you look like Tony. And on set, on set, they had me in Tony Romo's shit in a hat. And people are like, oh, Oh, are you? You could tell at first, and I'm not like I didn't look that much like him, but on a set or whatever. No, just the face, because like you look like you haven't done a push up. Exactly, I'm a little <laughs> chunkier, but he's fat now. If you look at Tony Romo, he's kind of chunky now. He's not some thin yeah, guy. I don't watch Cowboys no more. Exactly. Well, Romo's not some you know you know he's not some breadwinner stud physically anymore. Not that he ever was. I, I mean, don't he think. had Jessica Simpson. Yeah, a lot of people had Jessica Simpson. Yeah, now. that's true. I mean, that's true. You know actually, what I mean, I mean, yeah, she messed up his life, by the way. But I like Tony. I mean, you know, he never won anything in Dallas, but... Uh, he won they, some hearts. Well, did you see, though, this is the biggest thing. We, this is the main thing. We, you could look up the picture, but on the Super Bowl he was broadcasting, he actually had a dime size of his urine. Like, they showed him as doing a stand-up. And, like, you know if you're, when you go pee and you have a little leakage? 
and there'll be like a little bit of pee on your khakis. No, I've never had that because well, I've that happened. After I'm done peeing. What I'm don't saying shake. is oh, that yeah. happened to Tony Romo on <laughs> national <laughs> TV, and everybody says they, they're like, oh, you left your dime out. He had oh. a dime size of pee. That's very embarrassing for the Super Bowl, the yeah. number one broadcast in all the land in front of the most viewers. It's a meme. It went viral. Of his pee stain on his short shirt. I didn't know his pee, though. I didn't know well, it was it's a like little dot because anybody that's half a brain. I mean, that's what I mean. It could have been jacking off. Yeah, it could have been semen. I do. It probably was cum, honestly. To be honest, it probably more than likely was cum. <laughs> but if it wasn't cum, then it was it was, it was pee. pee. Yeah. Or so a tear. Even, even or a then, tear. What be, if he was crying? To be honest. Jesus. To he be cried honest, into his own lap. <laughs> have you seen him? That's extra sad. <laughs> I mean, if it was ejaculate, that actually paints a little different picture, and now I actually like him a lot more. But if it's I mean, pee, it is the Super then Bowl. I don't like him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I understand. He's just so sexually aroused, and he never played in the Super Bowl. Maybe he just couldn't He couldn't finish the game seeing all those guys in tight pants. And, we're, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but. now he had to perform better towards the end of the game. Because, hey. you know, Bobby Lee used to jerk off You tell me how many is times. Is that what Bobby Lee said? Did he say that? He said that. Yeah, Look, I believe Tell that, me buddy. how many times you can stand behind a guy that's bending over and not get something on your pants. Come on, man. Uh, well, I, my whole life, so <laughs> 34 years for me yeah. is how long. But uh, you're 34. Jesus, you got to stop doing drugs, man. I know, and it's funny because I stop. <laughs> I, I I only basically use uh, PCP these days. Angel does. I, I sold some to you yesterday. But that's for diet reasons because it it, it, it it curbs my appetite. I don't like the way it makes me feel. It just helps me, you know, not Lose overeat. Weight. Yeah, exactly. That's why we give it to kids. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, a note for Marvin Morell. I was actually told this was a PG-13 podcast, so I guess the kids are into ejaculating before shows now. <laughs> Who told uh, you that? Why not? <laughs> so Who told you PG-13? That's not... I'm not allowed on a P, I'm not allowed even on 13-year-old no, shows. Any show you see me on, I don't think <laughs> it's, it's going to end up PG-13. Sorry. Yeah, that's... No, I got to talk to my parole officer. I'm not allowed to be on any content. How for are you, children. your own that's parole it. officer? Well, oh, that's the know, thing. On we the have angle. a very corrupt system. Just put it that way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Very I corrupt. Know. <laughs> we know that the system is incredibly corrupt. All right, man. So uh, corrupt systems, ejaculation, Tony Romo, your face—like all this stuff is nice. But let's get to the point. Okay, we want to get to some questions. So, what do you think he was ejaculating from? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think caused it, for real? No. Honestly, though, that game was terrible. Uh, one thing I would like to bring up about the Super Bowl, you know, not to kill the vibe check, but did you guys see right before the Super Bowl, Britt Reed, the coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, was drinking and hit and a five-year-old child. Oh my God! Yeah, and injured him. Uh, hit him now in a car crash. He had oh, been shit. drinking at the the facility right before the Super Bowl, and nobody even you know the news hardly didn't even cover it. And then Kansas City got their ass kicked. So people need to look into the Brit Reed. It's just sad because he still hasn't been charged. And at the scene, oh, wow. everybody needs to look into it. He admitted to being to drinking and oh. taking uh, prescription pills. I'm just not, I mean, when you bring up the Super Bowl, that's really sad. And I feel bad for a five-year-old kid's never going to walk again. And the mainstream media won't cover it. But let's go back to jokes, not <laughs> serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that he done snitched and stuff, let's exactly. go Exactly. I'm snitching on the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I mean, dude, we, it's really, we live in a really weird world. So let's try to give some people some, some. Aren't they supposed to be like changing the name or something? Like the Chiefs, like people got offended or well, something. Well, let me tell you this. And this is from a Marcus, a black man. What do you think about this, Marcus? They say that, they say the, the, they say the Washington Redskins are so racist they're not allowed to be called the Redskins anymore but in 1985 the first black quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl was Doug Williams and now the NFL Network can't show highlights of the first black quarterback winning a Super Bowl because it's considered racist because his helmet has a Redskin on it oh, wow. <laughs> anything to keep so the black tell man me that, down. I'm just telling me tell me that would you think you ever live in a world where a black man winning the first Super Bowl ever would be considered racist sports are relevant to survival 
Which sports? Yeah, but I mean, they're just part of the accepted nomenclature, the collective consciousness of society. So, so you can deny it all you want, but the for distraction, it is a distraction. But I'm saying other people are distracted by it. But you don't think that's weird that that that's considered racist for the black quarterback to win the first Super Bowl ever? Dude, you could call you could slap racism on anything. That's pretty much the game right now. I love black racist people. You call people racist or sexist or misogynist or a rapist for just anything. That's yeah, true. Oh, I know that's right. Trust that's me. That's true. It is. So, for but anything. it just sucks. I just think that's very hypocritical. You know, you'd think that would be the biggest highlight for the NFL to be able to show that, and now they can't because it's considered racist. I just, I can't. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. Oh, man. You know, um. I mean, it's about what makes them the most money. So if it makes them more money you know, to call that racist and take it off, well, more power to you. I'd take it off, too, if I was losing money. See, that's why I like black racist guys. He's racist <laughs> as hell. He's the funniest black racist I've ever seen. Uh, Clayton Bixby over here. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's one of the best sketches ever. Man, that was fucking great. Banging on my hood. All hey, right. so speaking of Chappelle, does he like live in Texas now? I saw he was in Austin again this weekend. Do you guys know anything about that? No. I, feel like I don't think so. He just fucks with Joe Rogan heavy. Yeah. That heavy. I'm saying like I feel like he's here every month, I guess. But I, I think he lives in Ohio, though. Yeah, I don't think he's moving away from there. No, but I'm saying like he must have an apartment. Property's cheap. Oh, yeah. Simpson. I mean, he's just always down here, and he's right north of it. So, just, how long you been a comedian for, man? How long have you been doing this for? Okay, dude. So, let me tell you a little bit how I got into comedy. I started in eighth grade. I was the MC of my talent show, and that's the oh. first time I ever performed. You know, it was like an hour-long show. It was like a couple days, and that's when I was like, man, I really want to do comedy. And then in college, I did stand-up at LSU, and I they had like this thing, this comedy competition, and I entered it every year, and I won it my senior, senior year, but that still doesn't mean shit. shit. No, I'm not saying I'm some professional comedian. <laughs> I love doing comedy, but it's just such a pain in the fucking ass going up there and eating shit. You know, people don't realize the struggle it takes with comedy to actually make it, and that's part of why it's so good. So for me, it's like, you know, I've been doing comedy off and on, like I said, since I was probably 14 years old, but really, I haven't been doing stand-up because... I feel like now with the internet, and I do, I'm picking this out late, is the best way to entertain people is digitally. Now, that's not the really way to connect. With, I know, this sounds, listen, that's not the best way to connect with your audience, isn't that? But you're just able to reach more people. So it's like now I'm the b- bigger comedian than I've ever been because I have a digital audience. Uh, so, I mean, I've been doing comedy for a while, but I'm not a stand-up comedy. Well, so, okay, so this thing, when you have the bigger audience on uh, on the internet... And you invite them to come to your shows, and you're selling out these shows or whatever. Do you feel like... So what you, I haven't sold out a show yet. So that's a... I will one day, but I haven't done just that. Just tell them well, Tony so, so are you do. selling? are you selling tickets to shows based on your internet following? or, or? No. No. I'm not I'm not doing stand-up, really. I mean, I, that was the first time I did stand-up in, in two years. Uh, I did it at the Improv about two years ago, and then I did it last night... Or last Thursday. So, oh. I mean, I love comedy. I perform comedy. I'm a stand-up comedian. I just haven't been hitting the circuit because, like I said, it's just, dude... What brought you to the venue Thursday? Busco right. told me about it, and so I want to start getting into it because Busco and I want to produce a live... Or I'm going to produce it with Busco. We're going to produce a live comedy show, you know on my channel the conspiracy castle and you know we're gonna figure out how it can be cool you know something different something different than like you know kill tony 
just something unique because I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy, you know, uh, and I want to be able to showcase other people. So. Talk about the energy, the vibe, the positivity, the jokes, the li- uplifting. Yes. And the roasting. You can smack them down, but lift them up at the same time. Exactly. We love a good dude. If you can't tease somebody, you're a bitch ass. So, no. Yeah, uh, good, good I mean, I've, I've been in comedy forever, <laughs> but we were talking about it. It's like I, I moved out. I graduated. I won that comedy competition in college. I thought I was hot shit. I moved to L.A. and I hadn't fucking – I didn't know anybody. I moved in this crack house. It's like 850 bucks a month it was like just one room with like your kitchen and your bathroom i mean you know 200 square feet small smaller than this room we're in now you know like half of it and uh uh i didn't have any jobs so i went and i got a job like you know at at a fucking uh, central casting excuse my language and i became an extra on a bunch of shows nice and so it sounds nice but you're not making shit you're making like eight dollars an hour but it's fun to be on set yeah and so that's so I was like doing stand up in LA a little bit, but it was just like very dude. That's the problem is that it's a lot of with comedy. It's just networking, and I suck at networking because I don't have good personal oh, skills. My favorite, exactly. It sucks dick. So I realized I wasn't good at networking like that, and I started to kind of do these reality shows. And I had worked for a TV show here in Dallas in college called Cheaters. We catch people cheating on their husbands and wives. Yeah. I signed an NDA, so I can't really say too much stuff about that show, but you can do your own evidence about it. So let me ask you a question about it. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is, so then I moved back to Dallas to work in TV. So I, I've tried to be, as a creative, like working in reality TV as my outlet instead of stand-up comedy, because it's still an outlet to make people laugh. But now I want to kind of do, not kind of, I'm going to do more comedy so we can develop a bit. Because if me as a broadcaster, like like I was saying, it, you can reach more people digitally, but more people would actually pay to come see. You know, if I want to make money, you know, doing it, I don't really make much money on YouTube. Not not very much at all. Yeah. But if I actually wanted to potentially make money, I would have to sell tickets and go, you know, that's the only way you well, can... Well, uh, and that's the thing. You have to develop an act or whatever, but as soon as you have that, you're making money left and right because you're following. That will help, yes, yes. And, uh... You know, you but dude, you know this as a comedian, that's a grind. You know, look at the guys that tour, and you know, I mean, that's not like that's some easy thing. You know, touring, it's like, I think it's kind of be careful what you wish for. You know, it's like we always want to be like this, touring professional micro. I mean, a professional professional open micro. Did he hang up on us? (laughs) Well, you know what I mean, and saying, like y'all ain't asking me no questions. Wait your turn, fool. But you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, you be careful what you wish for. Like, even being a touring comic and every weekend, that's what they say, like, um, Jim Brewer and all those big comics, they kind of mm. hate it because they're never with their family. Yeah. Every weekend, they're in a different city, and that's from Thursday to Sunday. So that's literally half the week. Four four days of the week, they're with their family in well, Bumfuck or New York, wherever the fuck they are. And the other half, they're literally in Bumfuck, Ohio. or So that's the dream. But that's also kind of a nightmare. Well, is at what the I'm same saying. time, when they, when they speak publicly about it, they're like, oh, I don't get to see my family. But it, do you think they're really like, oh, on the road, like, oh, this is my family. So I don't know. I don't know. It's funny you say that because, Marcus, that makes sense. It, the grass is always greener, but I guarantee you it's like if you're in that situation, you're like, oh, man, I just want to be with my family because they have all the shit. Then when you have nothing, you're like, man, I just want to be the opportunity to be traveling and getting yeah, paid, man, you know? Exactly. So it's just kind of whatever situation you're not in, you know. Uh, but we're all hypocrites. As soon as you get big in comedy, you're going to bitch and moan about having to do it. I think that's just mm-hmm. this typical human. Well, no, yeah, that's the thing. You bitch and moan about any job. I work at Amazon. I fucking complain about packages hey, being hey, too hey. ripped up. Marcus, let's talk about that. So is there a bunch of shit going on with the union stuff at Amazon? No. No? I mean, aren't they voting for, like, aren't there... Maybe it's only at the ones in, like, Seattle or something, but, like, supposedly at the Amazon, you walk in there and isn't there, like, shit on the walls talking about... 
Uh-oh. Uh, is it there shit on the walls talking about, like, vote no to the union and shit? Or is that not? Oh, no, it's not prominent over at my location that I work at. No. But there is a little bit of stuff. I haven't heard anybody talking about it. What we're worried about at my location is freaking just the system being bad. That's what everybody. Do you get to vote? Do you get to vote? I vote on shit. But I mean, how does that work? I'm saying like you know they're saying these fucking Amazon employees are going to vote on a union and like in all these other Amazon locations they're like well, protesting against it or not protesting but they're like putting up signs like in the whatever the common work areas that'll say like. You know, vote no. And no, shit like I haven't that. seen any signs, but uh, but at the same time, it works differently for me because I don't actually work for Amazon, the company. I so work you for a logistics company, a subsidiary, and that's, and that's most of the employee employees there. Exactly, yeah, most of the employees are. Yeah, you're like freelance for a different company. I uh, guess. Yeah. So like, so with the stuff with the unions, I guess it wouldn't even really affect most of the other companies that are. You know, most of the people that are actually working for Amazon, it wouldn't affect us. I just don't understand how Amazon, I ordered a $7 thing, and it must have cost it, and I got it the next day. And I'm sure, obviously, they have the infrastructure. I'm not a businessman. But I just don't understand how they make money sending me a $7 thing with next day shipping. It's more to ship it than the shit they They have it there already. I know, but I'm just saying, just the infrastructure of paying a UPS guy to fucking drive to my house and hand it to me, you think that would be more expensive than the... Well, no, because it's within a route, and on also on the route, they're also dropping off shit that three thousand dollars. Well, know? no, I get it, but I guess my big point I'm trying to make is I feel like Amazon is almost losing money on shit just to fucking. It's like with anybody they call loss leaders, like any of these big companies, Walmart yeah. and stuff. They sell other stuff cheaper in order to get you to buy more expensive stuff, and I think Amazon's like the king of that, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what uh, what motivates you to do the um, conspiracy castle on YouTube? Okay, it's funny you talk about that. So that's my like newest endeavor, and that's kind of the thing that's you know really been pumping me up. But it's it's a funny story. So not that funny, but I told you how I worked for the show Cheaters, and the host was a guy named Clark Gable, and his grandfather was Clark Gable. So it's conspiracy uh, conspiracy castle fake like. Uh, NDA, hey, no, uh, but but listen, listen. Let me tell you this though. So the host was fucking a guy. Not he wasn't effing uh, Clark Gable, R.I.P. <laughs> but the guy that owned the show is like Alex. You're gonna be the next host when the guy died, and this is like right after he died, and I was like an emotional state. The guy that owned the show is like an emotional state, so maybe he shouldn't have picked me. But then the motherfudging when it happened, when he when the show came back on the air, they picked a different host, and so I was so mad. And I was like, well, I got to do something on my own. Mm. And uh, I was just really, really, really sick of, I mean, I was, I've always been into conspiracies. I mean, that's, I mean, that's not something new, but so like, that's probably what I was always going to talk about, but I did comedy and stuff before and I didn't have basically a voice. And that's one thing I think with conspiracies, like at least I have a voice, I have a target. I have like something that I can talk around and make that funny, you know, like instead of like being a comedian and just trying to create jokes out of thin air, well, since I'm trying to expose conspiracies, I can create a topic and then I can create jokes around that. So that's one thing I've noticed already. It's easier to be funny. Like, and I'm not some comedy person that's giving advice, but I guess like for me, and like I'm not an expert or anything, now that I have a, a passion, is what I'm saying, it's easier to be funny about it, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, like, yeah, talking, yeah. like, if we're talking about, like, oh, why are planes fly slow? You know, I'm not passionate about planes. So, like, I could never make that as funny as a stand-up comedian. So, now that i am found something I'm passionate about, now I want to get back in the stand-up because my voice has changed. I have exactly. something that I want to like. Platform. And exactly. The, uh, it's and, kind of like one of those things woke. where... Yeah, exactly. You're woke. I'm woke, yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm 100 percent woke. Dude, you, you can't do dude. conspiracy theory or dude, conspiracy I'm the biggest, if you're not woke. Dude, I'm the biggest. Can you woke compare here. yourself to uh, the? I'm gonna eat your leftist ass. What's that guy? I'm the same thing. I'm Alex Jones Jr. I'm Primetime 99. I'm Alex Jones Jr. I'm, I'm the king of all conspiracy. I will be. But yes, I will be like that. You know, I believe that we're living in a world of lies. Like 100. percent I mean, you can believe me or not, but it's like uh, I talked about it in the stand-up. You weren't there, but you know, are you gonna get the vaccine? Yeah. I'm saying, but you know, in Hell 1932 no. to 1972, they did a thing called the Tuskegee syphilis experiment where the CDC infected yeah. black sharecroppers yeah. with syphilis under the guise of free health care. That's the CDC. That was in, uh, done up until 1972. So our government has lied to us. And the only reason we got oh, caught... Oh, oh, wow. I know, exactly. But Surprise. people don't want to believe that. See, it's a thing called cognitive dissonance where you oh, think yeah. the government has their best interest or you think the people in power actually <laughs> want the best for you. See, uh, that's the problem is the people in power don't want the best for you. They just no. want the best for them. That's why they no, the well, no, it's not even that they want the best for them, per se. They want the best for the whole system to keep working in the long run. Because the system, but the system benefits them, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but, that's, but not, that's not necessarily true either because the system, listen, anybody that gets power is always going to be get corrupt. You know, it's always corruptible. But it's it's, it's not even the system. I get it. it but you're going to say, oh, they're like this for self-preservation of the system. But dude, the, the idea of the system that we have is so flawed. I mean, look at our criminal justice system. The majority of people in our jail system are young black men. Think about that. For non-violent yeah, drug offenses. I know, but listen, for non-violent drug offenses. So then let's look at the drug laws. We have drug laws that are literally written in the books that an ounce of, of cocaine is equal to two crack rocks or three crack rocks. That is a disproportionate that's, law. That's, that's really what it was. That's a, <laughs> You don't know how that every day. So. That's what that was. Did you not know the drug laws and crack laws? Uh, yeah, I've never been caught for having crack. They had, no, there's crack laws. Yes, so so even that's done totally on race because they did that because they knew more black people sold and distributed crack exactly, than cocaine. Yeah. So the fact that powder cocaine and crack cocaine were actually classified as different drugs is just to classify race. So and then and then you look at our private prison industry. The private prison industry, this supposedly happened in the late eighties where they got all the biggest producers from the television, radio, all the music industry, and they got them in a clandestine meeting and they said, Hey, with your new media, with all the stuff you guys and all the artists that you pump up, what we want you to do is we want you to, you know, glamorize a life of violence and drug use. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why we want you to do that is because all the you guys are well that's what they said they said you guys are subsidiaries for a company that owns all the private prison industries so if you guys put these people in jail the stock prices for these companies are going to go up so we need you to influence people and put them in jail so that's why they glamorized crime and violence and like you can say you know that's a the conspiracy regardless we can just look at the outcome the majority of people in jail are non-violent black drug offenders <laughs> I mean, but see the flip side to that thing is so there's an offset to all of that because so the, the our economy is set up to where you don't really have to have a job per se to make money you can make money by just posting in, pictures on instagram so like yeah, you but don't most have to, people don't you, make money that way there's a there is a high percentage of, of people. A little kid gets paid to open up some, toys. So yeah, some of these little kids, I know, but those are these are very Millions. you know these are very few and far in between. Like most people are struggling and poor um, and probably don't make money from Instagram. You know what I mean? Well, I mean you know five miles. I I follow at least uh, two thousand people. That all have that Instagram all money. make money off of Instagram. There. Sure, I need to make money. I don't even know how to make money. What do they sell? Something? I don't even know how you make money on. No, they, you sell shout outs, dude. Oh yeah, I guess you do that, sell shoutouts. If you yeah. have, if your time, your videos are a certain amount of time, then they can put commercials into mm -hmm. it or yeah, ads. Do ads, yeah. yeah. I don't have my. See, it's funny because I don't. I I like 
set up my thing as a business account on my uh, Instagram conspiracy castle, but then I change it because it, it like I, I think I got shadow banned for it. But, so I've never made is five. Is that a conspiracy or is that thought? No, that's yeah, 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 yeah. fact. What shit? You know what is? Go, go through go through that. Like when you get shadow banned, how do you know where it's at? It's because I follow myself on uh, multiple accounts, right? And so I would post, and and on one of my account is the it's the on, I opened a new account and I only followed three things in the new account. And one of them was my thing that was shadow banned. And every time I post, it wouldn't even show up in my in the timeline. Oh my god! So it just won't go out. It'll post, and the only way you can see it is if you go look at the person's profile. And then if you're trying to search their name, you have to type in the whole name. It never auto, you know, fills yeah. in the rest. So it's fucking pain in the ass. That, that's something like you have to have schizophrenia to find out when you've been shadow banned. Yeah, well, no, well, no, no not really. It's funny because th- that's what I thought too. But then one day I'm getting like 300 likes, and then one day it's like literally three likes. You're yeah, like, dude, what the sad. fuck? It's, just, it's pretty obvious but yeah. i guess if you didn't i you know, i could see how you wouldn't notice maybe but no it was very you think it's the algorithm has something to do with it or they, they just don't like you talking about anything that yeah. is you know, it's, well it's it's the problem is the censorship has gotten so insane that we're creating all these arbitrary rules that we now have to follow it's like it's not even political correctness anymore it's like uh um, literal 1984 where if you talk against the government or you talk about against Shut the world down. you talk about the World Health Organization yeah. you're literally on my Instagram I've had a thing that, I just had a thing I should pull it up it, they, they blocked out the picture it was the gas prices and it was like 549 569 and 589 and all it said was this is because assholes voted Democrat it was a joke and, and they fact checked it and said it's not Oh, Democrats yeah, saw the gases, right? and I'm just like, why would this be? It's obvious joke. Dude, no, like, they do it with everything. I saw a picture that said women aren't funny that I had to uncover because it's that's what I'm saying. This was an uncover, <laughs> dude. This had to uncover, and it's a gas pump, and it literally it was a joke. It's like you assholes voted Democrat or something. It, it was it wasn't even really mean to Democrats. I don't know how that's considered fucking false information when it's a joke like this is the problem is we live in a society where we can't have satire or parody anymore literally yeah we can't even parody and that's like in our, what they say is supposed to be an inalienable right you know a freedom of speech Dude, that is gone that you is you can't even own a car without it you saying it's my car because you have to wear a seatbelt. you have register to insurance. yeah well with that being said you know we're gonna do like the the government and shut you down on that so <laughs> We have Mr. Alex Stein, we got uh, Garvey Marcus, my boy Busco and Amy, myself. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. This is the DDFW After Show. All right, Mr. Marvin Morell, how's it going, man? Man, better than I couldn't live with myself. (laughs) That's depressing. All right, we're going to start off the second half of the show, man. I got a question for you, man. Uh, How long have you been in comedy, Marvin? Wow. Uh... I'm, I think I kind of uh, can emulate what uh, Alex was saying. I've been the, a professional smart Alex since I was in about sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, so when when did you first like? When did you first actually get on stage for the first time in front of an audience or anything? Uh, uh junior high talent show. Uh, <laughs> exactly uh, like I, me. I like, yeah. I like, yeah, I like I like Alex's answer, so I'm just gonna mimic those. So, so, so. <laughs> it's yeah, the same well, thing. I'm, a lot of people started that way, though, right, Marvin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, Yeah. So, so uh, you had material. So did like did you like you didn't bomb or did you bomb in front of the entire class? Oh, I I I, I, uh, I bombed uh, horrendously, man. It, it was the most awesome experience of my life. Awesome, the most awesome, you say. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Cause, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like I had things hard enough, you know. 
Uh, I, I was I was like the I was the chunky kid and the poor kid, man. That's the that's the oh, uh, yeah. that's, double, that's hard that's to do. Double winner right there. That's so. hard to do. It's hard to get fat off uh, peanut butter sandwiches. No, it's not. Yeah, you. No, it's not. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it actually sticks to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you get fat yeah. on peanut butter and jelly. I feel like yeah. wrong food. My bad. Yeah, but uh, my, my 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 first uh, my my first what I would call paying thing was I was about fifteen years old. I'm a uh, oh. I'm a comedy magician. Uh, primarily, uh, that's kind of what I do. So I don't know if you know what a comedy magician is, but that means my stand-up's not that great and my, my magic's not that great. But I put the two together and <laughs> something halfway decent comes about. Wait, so, Marvin. Uh, so you're a magician? That's badass. Uh, you know, I mean, I, you're saying that you're a comedian magician, so you know, you're not like the super super magician. But how did you get into that? Did you get like a magic set? Like, how did you even get into magic? Right. Well. Uh, do you want do you want the truth or do you want the lie? The truth. Give us what you just figured out to get laid from bar tricks uh, or something. Well, That's how no, a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the lie is much funnier than the truth, but I, I I'll give you the truth. So, uh, my uh, my brother David had actually got a magic kit, and he had this trick when I was ten years old, and I and I was so impressed with it, I wanted to know how it was done, and he would never ever tell me. Uh-huh. So, uh, one one day, uh, the way our house is designed, his room had a window and a locking door. I broke into the window to find the trick. And once I found out how the secret was done, I was hooked ever since. Uh, well, wow, it's funny you say that because I was at a thrift store and I thought one go and I had I bought an unopened magic kit and I wanted to open it and start and learn one of the tricks, but then I feel like I'm Michael Scott from The Office. Uh, the, <laughs> I don't know if you watch that, Marvin, but he always, oh yeah yeah. I'm saying he always was buying magic stuff that he never used. Like I feel like I'm saying, is it that easy? Like can I? My question is, can I open the kit and learn a trick pretty fast, or you know, does it take a little yeah. time and patience? No, every every kit has got the exact same five tricks in it. Uh, so what are they? they? they uh, there's a rope trick. There's a custom balls trick. There's a ball and base trick. There's a uh, two different kind of card trick. That's it. What? Okay, so you, we, you we, are we talking about comedy or are we talking about real magic? Well, he's a magic comedian. I like magic because it's kind of like you can't talk about some stuff, but he's not full. He's so a magician. NDAs too? Or? That's what I'm saying. He's kind of he's kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. So I kind of like it, Marvin. You know, I know you can only feel so much. Wizard of Oz. All right, so when you go on a date with a chick, dude, and you take her home, do you have special bedroom magic tricks? That exactly, you, yes. Yes, you do? Yeah, it's, it's called... Uh, Where does uh, your rabbit called? come from? It's called missionary. Yeah. <laughs> Boring. It's, yeah. It's called, it's called, where did, where called, did that condom go? <laughs> <laughs> he's on condom we don't wear those no but seriously Marvin does it help you with chicks doing magic or like do you ever do like make a ball disappear and chicks like holy shit my panties well, are gonna disappear now show me how to do that on your ball yeah or she yeah, ever like yeah. can you make my panties disappear type stuff yeah. by, by the way real, that's the real one where they pull the cotton wait wait yeah what'd you say Marvin <laughs> yeah just a quick side note have you ever seen what it says right on the side of a box of condoms no what does it say I'm not even making Mine says extra there. small. Yeah, no, they actually say these have been pre tested for use. And I'm oh. thinking to myself, now there's a job I'd like to have. Hmm. <laughs> Testing them out, why not? Do they test yeah, them on animals? Yeah, I know I know it's a holiday boss, but can I come in anyway? <sighs> That's my kind of job. Why not? Yeah. If I'm getting paid <laughs> to get laid, why not? All right. Hey yeah, Marvin, so where was uh what's your best show that you ever had and what was your worst show you ever had? Okay, uh, well, um, I, I knew this question was coming, and I actually gave this question some thought. Uh, I always say that my best show is the next one. 
<laughs> and your worst show was your last one. Yeah. Well, no. I, I, but I'll, I'll actually tell you. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll start with the worst, and then I'll go to the best. Um, but and by best, I'm I'm I don't know what parameters you want to use there. But my my very worst show was probably my third show. I was like 17 years old. I thought I knew what I was doing, and uh, it just. It was for a, it was for a birthday party, and if it could go wrong, it did. Dude, it, wait, life. Marvin, that really haunted you from seventeen. You're remembering it from when you were seventeen. Wow, that must have been bad. Yeah, yeah well, I've uh, I don't have issues, man. I've got a That's lifetime. That's the eat shit part you were talking about. Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah I know you have to eat shit. I just can't remember hardly anything from seventeen. I guess actually, kind of some bad football memories, maybe losing a football game, being sad. But like, I can tell that that you remember that pretty fast. With all due respect. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few people I know that's got PTSD and I was never in the military. So, <laughs> so. Wait, so you have one of those dogs you take to the airport and shit? No, I actually, I use, a, I uh, get a bag from Taco Bell and when they drop it at me, I tell them it's a, it's a service burrito. <laughs> I like that. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. I have a service cat. My cat, Sky Bear, is a service cat. I hate cats. What you know, there's a dead cat on the way here, and my vibes are all sad about that. I can't believe it. Somebody's house cat. It makes me sick yeah. to my stomach. I love cats so I'm much. Just, I have toxoplasmosis from dealing with their fecal matter. It's a parasite that goes inside your brain. It's called crazy cat lady syndrome, and I have that, and I'm actually obsessed with cats, and sometimes I look at the cat, and I, and I envision myself being the cat. All right, so Marvin... <laughs> I think, Alex, was it your time earlier? Yeah, sorry, I apologize, Marvin. Oh, oh, Marvin, it's your time, Marvin. I thought we were talking about cats. Jesus. I'm a cat expert. I apologize, you Marvin. You were talking about cats. Yeah. Well, so I know I touched on this. We touched on this earlier, but I wanted to ask you, like, very specifically, can you remember a, a memory or anything that inspired you to get on stage and tell jokes to people? Like, is there anything, like, you know? Yeah, you cue. know, I, uh, I, I, I thought, um, there's, there's a uh, a magician, uh, oddly enough, but he was he was he was more of a uh, comedy magician at Six Flags. Oh. And uh, when when I was like seven or eight years old, and I just thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I'm like, man, this is. I I just kind of knew early on that I wanted to be a professional smart aleck. Do you ever and, like uh, steal his material? You know, uh, like you ever I'm, Carlos Mencia you know, magic trick? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Magic's no, kind of like that. Can't you steal yeah. magic? Or isn't that isn't that okay? Well, yeah. Well, see, see, magic is a kind of a weird deal because you buy something and then they'll send you. Uh, it, we call it pattern, but it's basically a script. Ah. So, so, so if you bought a if you bought a trick, you can you know follow the script because you bought the right to the script because you also bought the trick. Oh. Okay, this so is like Kurt no, Angle. Well, what's his name? Chris An Chris Angel does that little floating. Is he the one that floats? And yeah. Then, okay. Yeah. So if he floats, and then someone else says, "Oh, I can float too," look, and they did it. Yeah. I mean, is that? Yeah, I mean, I can float. I mean, the, the, oh. you know, that, that's the problem with the internet stuff now. I mean, if you re if you really really want to know how something's done, takes you about you know thirty seconds on YouTube to find. It. Wow, that um, kind of that that kind of I mean, but there's nobody out there actually looking up how to do the well, trick. Well, no, this probably. is the thing when you talk to people who love everybody looking up how tricks. to do the trick. I know, I'm about everybody. to do it. I'm about to learn tonight. I want to learn some tricks. No, dude, people who really love to go and watch that stuff, they specifically refuse to go and look up how it's done because they, they want to continue to be amazed by it. Exactly, it's that sense of wonder and amazement that 
it's, it's, it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. You don't want to see the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, because that's usually a penis. <laughs> exactly. 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 I'm looking exactly. at it right now. 27 easy magic tricks. Magic <laughs> tricks anyone can do. 10 coin tricks. 3 easy card tricks. Learn 5 easy magic tricks. Magic tricks. Magic tricks. Magic tricks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm about to become a magician myself, and we're going to be a touring uh, duo, Marvin. It'll be Marvin and as, Alex, as, the as, ma- magnificent uh, magicians, and we're going to freaking yeah. dazzle people. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm 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 all for that. If there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Awesome. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what. Yeah, that's um, what happened with those. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> as a uh, comedian, magician. Do you uh, have any do's and don'ts that you would tell the future comedians coming up? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the, the the biggest do for me, as always, is right before I walk on stage, I take a deep breath. Just to think to think slow, because as as comics, especially, you know, we get we've got a kind of a set routine of how we go through things and this that, and the other, and um, we've got to be we've got to be able to think slow and get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a show just this, like two weeks ago at, a, at an ax throwing facility. You know, you don't want to bomb an ax throwing facility. <laughs> I don't think, you know, that, that's, you know, that's, that's almost, you know, you know, you know, I, you don't want to bomb in an Al Qaeda train, uh, Terrorist camp either, so uh, no. That's, that's the place you do want to bomb. Yeah, they're doing uh, all the bomb. That's funny. Yeah, so if, you, if you bomb there, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Uh, glass half full kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, but you got you just got to be really prepared uh, with what you're walking up there with. Because uh, if you're doing dinner theater, which I've done a lot of that, uh, there's going to be a glass of a plate that hits the ground right in the middle of something you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be able to take that breath and go. Okay, let's move on. So that's that's the big do. Um, take a breath. Really know your material well. Oh, so oh. the biggest. What, what's the worst thing? What's the worst kind of heckler that you get? Because like we've been, we, I've been doing comedy shows and people will pull their breasts out and all kinds of stuff like that. Like what? My mom goes to your comedy shows <laughs> all the time, man. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Love her. We love her. No, I didn't hyenas. know. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Well, I need to text her. All right. Let me know next time she's in I'm the texting audience. her right now. Don't okay. worry about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Have her call me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, tell her I said hi, and then I forgot to call her back. Okay, Marvin. Everybody <laughs> tell my mom hi, but have her reach out to me. I'm trying to get a hold of her. <laughs> hey, since you're here and still talking, um, what do you have uh, information on the do's and don'ts? Give me one do and one don't you would say. I'll tell you the first thing is if you got to go number two, get it out of you you know what i mean you don't mm-hmm. want to go over there with a clumpy butt that's when you're not going to be relaxed so if you have some mud in the butt go release it and uh don't on stage uh you know try not to say the n-word that's about oh. the only thing as long as you as a white guy don't say the n-word that's my only don't i was gonna say i use it all the time that's yeah, not well, a don't I, for I, and he's just skin tone black he's really white on the inside yeah no well you can't use it so well, obviously i'm joking okay, so There's that's, other a, don'ts that's a do or a don't that's a don't for oh, me, yeah. but that's a do for me. Duh. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was 
God, you got that Tony Romo smile and everything. I know, like. dude. It's Tony Romo live, guys. Come on. We're here oh, at the DDF, DDFW. Why is there two Ds? Why is it DDF? Because everybody likes a double D and not a single D. Hello. But Dallas, Fort Worth. Denton, Dallas. Oh, shit. You're trying to, we're going to try to show love for Denton here, huh? You might as well throw an A on the end. I know. Why don't we just, why not just the Texas comedy after show? Hey, you know what? You, you should, should change it to North Texas because yeah, North yeah, Texas. Because yeah. you know oh. why? You know why the North Texas? And I'm, obviously, I'm just talking about ass. Because the, uh, you consider Austin's like Central Texas. We should pump up Dallas as like the North Texas, you know? But whatever. Fuck it. It's your show. You should do that fuck. on your show. Exactly. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. You can call it whatever you want. I'm just saying. What the fuck? I'm trying to figure out the name. We're brainstorming. The North Texas conspiracy <laughs> theory. That's what I'm saying there. Yeah. Come on. I'm just. <laughs> Tony Romo's conspiracy. Don't theory. listen to anything I say, guys. I've been smoking crystal meth for the last seventy-two hours. Oh, you got so some more anything, or what? No, shoulder. I'm out. That's why I'm here. I'm looking. I'm trying to score. Your if my say that. if my mom would just answer, I could get some crystal meth, but she won't. I haven't talked to her in three days, and Dude. she's at your shows getting naked. So I'm just not doing well at she the moment. She just cash at me forty bucks to keep. There's you no over way. Here. There's no way. That's my for. That's my stimmy check. She's got. That's what I'm saying. She's got all my stimulus checks. She's I know she's out there she's drinking those same truly alcoholic lemonade it's for that for all that peanut butter you ate I ate a lot of peanut butter in Hot Pockets, and I, you know, I'll be honest. Dude, I would, Hot Pockets are Because I would go into the 7-Eleven and eat all the stuff uh, back when you'd have access to it and just walk out of the store when I was a kid. That's why I was so fat. I'm saying, like, you know, you remember at the time at, you guys might not remember this, but there was a time at 7-Eleven where you were actually able to grab the hot dog off the rollers yourself and put it on a hot dog. Bag. Yeah, you can do that now. They usually now it's up to them now. No, you could grab the hot pockets, the mozzarella. I think that's sticks. at QT, but I'm saying that's at QT and the racetrack. You can get, grab your own. Oh, but at Seven yeah, Eleven, you can't. But when I was a kid, you used to be able to. And so I would like what I'd call pocket dogs, like they talk about on on. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Literally, you'd like put a, a hot dog in your pocket and walk out. Yeah, dude. I used to do that. I'm a terrible kid, and I got caught at the pharmacy taking. Um, some M&M's. Uh, I just stole an empanada from a, a gas station like 40 minutes ago. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll still... <laughs> guys, I, I'm at the self-checkout thing. I don't even know how to swipe stuff anymore. I know. I mean, I mean I'm not anti-theft. I'm anti-big government. I'm anti... Uh, well, I'm not anti-big government. I think we need government. But I'm saying like I'm anti-Walmart freaking owning everything and putting all the small men out of business. So it's like I don't really feel bad if I... Uh, Walmart's well, getting put out of business too. Hey, by Mar- who? By Amazon. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, fuck it, yeah. We There's always someone yeah. bigger and better. But I'm saying I don't feel bad for Amazon if somebody you know steals a loaf of bread and whatever. Who gives a shit? What, what's your <laughs> What's your uh, moral standpoint on theft here? Hmm. Uh, well, it's a it's a. Hmm. His people were the pilgrims. So. It's a weird thing, but you know the theft. It's actually this is a good topic because like, what will you steal? Like everybody has a limit. You know, it's like if you go outside and you find a thousand dollars on the ground. That's not He's stealing. That's finding. You just said that's, found. Yeah, well, but I'm say saying, there was a guy walking. I know, but he had okay, a bag but there's, in his there's, hand. Okay, well, okay. Let's say you're at the self checkout, and you know the thing. You 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 scan a TV, and it rings up eighty nine cents. And you you know if you're suspended, that's technically stealing. If it rung up as eighty nine cents, that's how much it costs. Okay, okay, that's fair. But what I'm saying is, 
we live in a weird society where there's like kleptomaniacs where I've been a victim of where people steal for anything. Like that's a terrible, that's a mental illness. But like somebody stealing from the self-checkout, like a woman stealing from the uh, Walmart, like no, I'm almost pro that theft to steal yeah. from Walmart. I know that sounds crazy, but. Walmart is pro stealing from Walmart. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Do? Like I don't give two shits to somebody. That's like, if I was a cop, that's the last thing I would probably be getting people mad at. Uh, so I don't know why that's that, but. Do you ever use magic to steal? <laughs> yeah, have you ever stolen anything? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional thief, man. I mean, that's, Can you pickpocket, you know, Marvin? Not. Yeah. Is that a true? You really can pickpocket somebody and they won't even notice their wallet's gone? Uh, well, let, let me rephrase. I, I can and I... You don't. Really I, I, do, I, know, I know how <laughs> and I have done it, but I've done it in the course of a show. Uh, but it's not something, but it's, it's so much easier for me to like, I can pick something up and literally just make it disappear right in front of you. And you're like, where'd that go? Oh my I'm God. Like, that's how I, that, I don't know. That brings me yeah, to, so. to my next question for you, man. So like with all this magical stealing you're doing, how <laughs> much, how much, what, what does your family feel about it? How does your family feel about you doing your stand up and your magic together even? Like, do they support um, yeah, I've a, you know, it's it's a really an odd odd thing. So uh, I've um, I've got a couple of kids, and they kind of doing their own thing in life. My daughter's in college, and my older son is uh, working all the time. But then, uh, but my mom and dad, and my family, you know, they're all very supportive of of uh, what what I do. So uh, it's it's kind of a it's it's a really neat situation. I'm I'm just in a really unique position, man, because I get to do stuff. That um, in a way that other people other people don't. I mean, I can get up yeah. and do thirty minutes of stand up, or I can get up and do forty five minutes, or I can do an hour of stand up and music. I play the guitar and uh, stand up music, and then do magic. So you know, I can kind of give you a full package of everything. Uh, so, and they're just real supportive about you know wherever I'm going and. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing? And, do they and, do and they come out to your shows and stuff still? Like uh, through all this time, or are they kind of checked out uh, on that? Yeah, not, well, I mean, uh, you know, 2020 uh, that that would be kind of a mess. So obviously, yeah, for, uh, yeah. for, most, for most people. So, uh, so I, I'll uh, I'll I'll say this, man. About 2020, I, I I can't speak for anybody else, but it changed me. Uh, in a major, major way. How? Sure. Uh, well, how did, I, what's the most major way it's changed you? Well, uh, I personally, personally witnessed uh, riots, uh, fighting, looting, and fires. Uh, I participated and it, and in some me. of them. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. I mean, it, it affected me so much. I, I don't think I can go back to a state sale. You don't think you can go back to, to an estate, estate sale? sale? Yeah, that all happened to a church fake sale, so. Wait, what? Oh, Brighting happened at an estate sale? It's a joke, guys. I don't, I don't know. I love uh-huh. it. But I know, no, I know, Marvin, it's funny. I don't get what the writing's at. No, the writing is ridiculous. Uh, I participated in a bunch of writing. I'm just kidding. I haven't participated in any. But uh, what do you mean estate sale? I'm confused with the joke. I'm, I'm trying to dissect the joke. Do, 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 do. All right, well, fuck it, the joke. No, I just wanted, I didn't get it. But uh, okay, all right, Mr. Marvin. Well, hate to cut this short. I hope you was glad. To, very nice to meet you. Uh, how you doing, Mr. Marvin Morell? You still on the line? I didn't think so. Did he hang up? Yeah, motherfucking. 
Well, that was Mr. Marvin Morell. He was on the phone and he decided he wanted to do a vanishing act. All right. So no, my well, name is. Did you hear the three beats? Oh, he must have got disconnected. Okay. Wow, I hope he's not mad. Sorry, Marvin. We're just making a joke uh, uh, about he the right. Okay. Love you, Marvin. Okay, let's <laughs> All right. Well, this was the DDFW After Show with your host, Mike Saragosa, Mr. Garvey Marcus, and Mr. Uh, Primetime Alex Stein. Hey. Got you 99. Someone was in you there. You nailed it. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why you nailed oh, that man. makes you feel good. Primetime yeah. 99, Alex Stein. Yeah. You nailed it. Thank you, Mike. That's all good. Uh, 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 and thank you guys for having me on here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I have to say, Busco Studio, guys, there's a lot of potential. Yeah. You know, we can do yeah. a lot of shows, different type of shows. So it's really cool that he has this set up uh, because, like, this is a blank canvas, you know, with a computer and microphones and some cameras. You can basically create anything today. Yeah. So it's awesome you guys are doing yeah. that. So uh, what you got going on? Plug in your uh, social media, anything you want them to see, what you got going on. You guys got to check out my Conspiracy Castle on YouTube. If you guys want to check me out on Instagram, you go to Conspiracy Castle. But like like I said, guys, I'm not trying to sell you anything. You know, I'm Primetime 99 Alex Stein. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm all about the vibes. Like if your yeah. energy brings you towards me, then come on, let's connect because we are electromagnetic beings. I believe that we radiate energy. And uh, if your energy wants to radiate towards me, you can find me. You can just Google Alex Stein Conspiracy Castle, and I am there to be found. I'm out in front and uh, out in the open, so I'm definitely findable. That's nice. All right, man. We're going to check up on all that. I mean, we actually, we have, so y'all need to do the same thing. Uh -huh. uh, we got Mr. Garvey Marcus. Go ahead and plug all your stuff in. Oh, man. Uh, inst at Instagram, at uh, Bob underscore Molly. That's M-O-L-L-Y. 14 bob underscore molly 14 i'm on facebook at garvey marcus does comedy and uh yeah you can see all my my upcoming shows and all my events and stuff going on there and uh oh yeah i'm on snapchat as big bubba 13 <laughs> that's that's how you're gonna stop it i'm <laughs> i'm big bubba 13 goddamn. <laughs> i'm on Pornhub as at your mama's house ah uh -huh. oh, see now nah, that's how he, that's all that makes together. sense all right, well, thank y'all for joining us on today's show with our guest, Mr. Alex Stein. Oh, we got Mr. Marvin Morell back on. How you doing, Marvin? Uh, actually, not yet, but I got tapped like he was waiting. We're about <laughs> to have him on. Call waiting. Marvin oh, Hello, and thank you for calling Movie Phone. <laughs> okay. You hung up on us, man? No, no, I would, I would never do that unless there was, if, unless there was a, a really good punchline in it for me. <laughs> all right mr marvin morell man we appreciate you coming on the phone every now and then because you kept getting <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know what's going on there but i'm sorry we we had some uh technical difficulties today yeah so. well if you don't mind man go ahead and uh plug in your info your social media where people can see you get a hold of you what you got coming up what you uh okay like great. To do. great uh well uh, i am currently uh uh in with the uh, last comic standing, uh, Dat Fan. Oh, um, nice. the so uh, I'm I'm part of his virtual tour. Nice. So that's what I've been doing. What uh, about social media? Last, so uh, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Marvin Morell. My Facebook page, The Comedy and Magic of Marvin Morell. Uh, my website, MarvinMorell.com. So Instagram, Marvin.Morell. So I am pretty <laughs> easy to get a hold of most days. Nice, nice, nice. That's very so, nice. And uh, I'm right now. I'm in the process of. Uh, I'm acting in with the veterans of comedy. Um, 
group, and we are getting putting together a tour of Texas. Um, mm. we're, we're trying to hit some hit. Um, there, there's lots of things happening in Dallas and Houston and Austin, those type of places, and we're trying to uh, branch out to some of the smaller areas that that may not uh, get um, get a uh, a little higher quality of entertainment. So that's kind of where we're at, kind of where we're heading right now. So, nice. um, so, so that's kind of what's going on with me and me and my world. That that's nice, man. Hey, appreciate you coming on the phone when you were. And uh, <laughs> well, thanks. Well, he came on the phone. Did you, Louis C.K. us? Oh man, I'll, I'll, I can either confirm or deny. <laughs> so, but uh, <sighs> thank, thank you so, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I, I'm happy to come back if you'll if you'll uh, ever have me again. Yeah, we'll have to bring you uh, alone so people don't talk over you. Man. Yeah, like <laughs> me. Well, Marvin and I we're the same. We're junior high comedians, and now I'm trying to learn the magic trade because I want to be part of. Y'all are uh, both white. That's about the same. Uh, well, thing. I want to be in the magic clan. I want to have the secret <laughs> illusions myself. I want to be able to pick something up and hide it immediately. So that's well, something I'm jealous of, Marvin. No, that's, that's called keystering. That's well, called keystering. You know, shoving up my ass. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm actually available for uh, you know Zoom meetings and you know FaceTime this that, and the other. Uh, Zoom works real well for me. I've got a studio set up in my house. Yeah. Uh, which I do. Which I do virtual. I do virtual shows from, and uh, nice. virtual teaching. Wait. So do so, you have the same? Does it give the same amount of punch when you do a magic trick in in front of people like on camera? Like does it, does it really? Well, Chris Angel had a show doing it on camera. Yeah, but I'm sure the people. Hey, you know this is the end of the show, right? This is the end of well, the no, show. Hey, We're supposed to be closing no, out. No, I know, but we can ask more one question questions. about Marvel. Y'all should have did that during the show. <laughs> okay, this well, is the end of up. the show, oh, guys. Close the show Jesus. Up. Just close the show out. Hey, Marvin, so what are you doing, man? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Let me ask you another 10 <laughs> questions right here. I'm, what, whatever I can do for you guys. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, thank you again for tuning in and being on, on the show today with your uh, Primetime 99, Alex Stein over there. Uh, if you would like to support or help the show continue, then you go ahead and hit up uh, hit us up on our Cash App at Money Sign G O K E Y A M Y. That's hashtag. I mean Money Sign Goki Amy. And uh, my name is Michael Mike Mike. Uh, you can catch me at any platform under Michael Mike Mike. Instagram. There is a hashtag at the beginning because I wasn't fast enough to get it. Now. I'd like to give a shout out to my sponsor, Mr. Presley Insurance Group. That's www.presleyins.com. Mm. And uh, the INS is not for Mexicans. It's, um, <laughs> and uh, that is our show. But we got to give the shout out to Mr. Busco Jones on the ones and twos. Our producer, Miss Amy Goki. We got Garvey Marcus, Primetime 99, and Marvin Burrell. This is Mike. We out. DDFW after show. Peace.